holy shit. Guess who was the Whitecaps head coach in that Riveters game? Who? Rob Stauber. What? Oh. <laughs> no, he was not. Are Don't. you kidding me? Send me whatever link you're looking at. Are you joking? Michelle, what if Rob is the Whitecaps coach? Oh, my uh. God. Holy shit. You are kidding me. Holy nope. shit. What? Welcome to the Ice Garden. Music with the, the Ice Garden. Ito ang Ice Garden. One in need of the Ice Garden. This is the Ice Garden. Ice Garden. Atem azanim ladan hakana. Music with the Ice Garden. This is the Ice Garden. Dabro pashala with Ice Garden. Bienvenido al hadin. Welcome to the Ice Garden. You're listening to the Ice Garden. This. This. This is the Ice Garden. Welcome to another episode of Top Shelf, where we keep the hot takes and the hard liquor. I'm Hannah Beavis, here with Michelle J, my co-host. And oh my god, literally half an hour ago, news broke that Rob Stauber is going to be one of the co-coaches of the Minnesota Whitecaps, and I have not stopped screaming since I found out. I just, uh, there's so much to talk about and unpack. And, uh. Michelle and I both almost called each other. Like, I was on my phone starting to text Michelle, and then I got a text from her saying, Rob's, all caps, Rob Stauber, coach of the Minnesota Whitecaps. And I was like, I know. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Before we jump into the news, I feel like we're just skipping over, like, kind of our intro. We just want to, like, dive right into it. Um, we're top shelf. We keep the hot takes and the hard liquor. We do the things about the hockeys and yeah, yeah. people. And, yeah, we drink. Hannah, what are you drinking? <laughs> so... I try, I'm shaking things up this week. I have a Whoa. beer. Whoa. I know. It's a big deal. <laughs> um, we got, like, these these strange little craft beers. Who uh, told me about that? Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the AHL office, one of our teams sent us these, these really well-designed craft beers that are, like, really unusual fa- flavors. So this one's called, it's got, like, a bunch of eyes on it it's like really dark and it's got like a bunch of spooky eyes on it and it's called phobia f-a-u-b-i-a um a fear worth having uh is like its little tagline it's a white stout and it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) i just it's not i get well that's not okay it's not awful i don't like beer and i'm not a huge son i'm not a huge fan of this one i will drink it i just won't enjoy it I actually thought of you because have you heard of these things called wine beers? That sounds terrible. Why would you ruin a wine by putting beer in it? <laughs> Wait, is that what um, it is? Is it just like a wine I, and a beer? I, I, is that the construction is that wine is I'm reading an article about it like literally as I'm sitting here. <laughs> in most cases uh, one thing to note on the construction of these brews is that wine is a bit of a misnomer. In most cases, brewers are adding grapes or grape juice into their tanks, allowing what? the sugars from the fruit or juice to ferment. What? So they're um, putting grape juice in their beer. <laughs> we should we should get these ones because and try them on the podcast. Oh, okay, I'll try I'll try anything for the podcast, but that sounds sketchy as hell. Uh, what are you drinking, Michelle? Uh, red wine. Ooh. 
Yeah, it's from, I don't know, it's been open for a little longer than it's probably good for, but whatever. Can wine go bad? <laughs> yes, wine can definitely go bad. Doesn't it, like, doesn't it, like, age? Age like a fine wine? Yeah, but I think that's, like, in a barrel before it's been opened. Are you sure? Are Not, you like, like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. I wine usually... can definitely go bad. Can wine go bad? We're Googling it again. Wine like, does expire. When? Like, how long does it last? Like, once a bottle is open. I mean, granted, this is also, like, a screw top. So, like, it's not like I had to recork it or uh, anything. Usually within a week. This has probably been what? open a little over a week. What? I had yeah. no idea. I Most of my wine bottles, I guess, don't last that long. I, well. That's, I mean, that's fine. That's part of the reason why I don't usually drink wine at home. Because, like, if it's just me or just me and my boyfriend, like, I don't want to drink an entire bottle of wine in, like, three nights. I want one glass. Which is why I was drinking those canned wines. Mm. But I haven't been to the store to get more. I've been a little lazy. I was I went and I bought three bottles of the same kind of not the same kind of red wine, but they're all Cabernet Sauvignon. So it's but they're just different brands. And I was like, wow, Hannah, way to step outside your box. But then these <laughs> beers came into the office, and I was like, perfect. I'll drink one. I, my next two weeks are covered. But perfect. Except they're not. I, I take back. This isn't awful. It's just not. What did you say it was called? It's called Phobia. F-A-U-B-I-A. It's from the Cle- it's from Cleveland, Ohio. Saucy Brew Works is I think the brand. They are really cool. There was one that I didn't get. Um they they sent us three different kinds and I, and all three of or all of the ones of this third one were gone by the time I got to them. Uh that was strawberry milkshake flavored beer. That sounds disgusting. I'm sorry. And I but I like wanted to grab it because I wanted to try it and say that I tried it, you know? Okay, actually, so I'm looking up this beer. I probably wouldn't like it either because it's a nitro white stout, which is like kind of a weird style to be drinking. Well, it's a, it's its tagline is a fear worth having. Fear leads to irrational conclusions. Like all dark beers are rich and heavy. Phobia proves that looks can be deceiving. This white stout is mashed at high temperatures with oats and wheat to create the magic of a true stout with a golden color. I'm just drinking it out of the can, so I can't see what color it is. I don't I don't care, but like, I don't know. But they, yeah. The beer design is pretty cool. Can design. Okay. All right. Let's let's dive let's dive into this. Okay. First of all, which we need to clarify before we continue, Rob <clears> is <throat> not the only head coach of the Whitecaps, which is what this headline of the so the the Minnesota the Twin Cities Pioneer Press broke the news. Rob and his wife Siobhan Stauber are co-coaching the team, but a lot of like the headline and the Whitecaps tweeted out. Um, that it was Rob Stauber, which I know he's the bigger name, but like they, yeah. the article uh, from the Pioneer Press is that they are co-coaching. Uh, they've co-coached before, um, both Rob and Siobhan, although she was still under her maiden name of Seigel, I believe is how you say it. Let me pull. This I, you're asking the wrong person. Well, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, I had her Elite Prospects page up a second ago. Yeah, Seigel. We're both. Uh, coaches on the Whitecaps in 2015-16, which we discovered last week when we looked up an old game sheet when the Whitecaps played the Ribs uh, in an exhibition. She was on that team too, but she was under her maiden name, so at the time they were not married. ESPN had uh, had reported that Jack Bro was going to be the head coach of the Whitecaps. So the fact that that's changed so quickly makes me wonder what happened with the whole hiring process. Yeah, 
Uh, well, that Pioneer Press article notes that Stauber had um, <laughs> applied for the Gophers men's hockey team head coaching position and didn't get that. Which is, I wonder how much. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of pissed me off. That that was like, yeah, it it makes the Whitecaps sound like that was his second pick. Like, oh well, I didn't get the job I really wanted. I guess I'll coach the Whitecaps. Well, like I don't, whatever, advance your career if you want to do like coach college or whatever. But like, I don't know. That yeah. it makes motions on that. It, Same. It makes me wonder if Jack would have then been still been the head coach, or like if Siobhan would have been the only head coach. What are your what are your what are your thoughts right out right out of the gate? Right out of the gate, um, just a lot of loud noises came into my head. And like <laughs> I said, I'm pretty sure I like audibly gasped on the train. Um, it's an interesting coaching choice in my mind. Um, it makes sense in terms of if the Whitecaps are going for the Olympians. Mm-hmm. But Stauber also is kind of a decisive personality. How, what do you mean decisive personality? Device, devi- there you go. I think I mean divisive. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely not divisive. He's a divisive. I'm using that word. Right? <laughs> Let's count how many times. Drink every time you say divisive. But I'm using it right, right? Mm-hmm. Feel free I... to keep all of that in. I'm totally fine with being this oh, person. absolutely. <laughs> I feel like he's just kind of like a, a, a polarizing person. There you a go. A better way of what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I find that interesting. It's obviously a great big name splashy headline mm-hmm. kind of deal mm-hmm. but i'm not sure if i'm a huge fan of stopper uh i f- i think it's clear that i'm not um I, or at least I, w- I wasn't a huge fan of how he coached during the olympics i don't think i'd have to go back i guess and look to see what he did at worlds because he was also the head coach at the the 2017 world championships that michelle and i were at and i don't think i really had a ton of issues with how he coached then, but it might have just been because, I, I don't know, that was kind of an odd tournament, and yeah. it was also his first time as a as a main coach at a big international competition. He'd coached a couple games at the the December series between Canada, mm-hmm. um, but the way that he coached in the at the Olympics, I was not a fan of, and Mm-mm. and I'm. He said in the article to the Pioneer Press that he wants to kind of continue to coach this Whitecaps team the same way that that Olympic team was coached, which is, you know, fast, speed, talk, talks a lot about speed, talks a lot about transition, um, which is good. It's a good way to play. Um, I'm interested to see how, um, uh, interested to see what Siobhan does. The other thing, too, with them is that they were both goalies. Mm-hmm. Um, so how they kind of split up. Jack is going to handle the defense, mostly, according to the Pioneer Press. And so I'm interested to see. I mean, Rob's coached the U.S. national team as the head coach before, so he's, I'm sure, comfortable with that. So I wonder if maybe Siobhan will be a goaltending coach or if they'll split those head coaching roles and kind of work with the goalies equally. Like, I don't I don't know how they're going to do that. Both of them, I think, are more comfortable as a goalie coach as since they're both former goalies. Yeah. One thing that, like, I do think about now is – I wonder how Stauber being the head coach is actually going to impact where the national team players go. Oh, because let's yeah. say they don't like they don't like him. Like, hmm. Maybe like, does that sway their idea of not wanting to play for him again? 
if they don't have to. Because, like, you don't really... I mean, granted, there are players that are, like, based in Minnesota that would probably be better to be... like That would probably prefer to play in Minnesota. But the players like, like Megan Duggan and Casey Bellamy and um, I, I think Brianna Decker still has, like, some pretty strong ties out east. Mm-hmm. Would we see them stay in one of the if they come back to the to the league do we see them stay in one of the founding four teams purely because they don't want to play for Stauber for Rob in particular that's that's interesting because I had kind of the exact opposite reaction when I heard that he was going to coach I was like well this seals the deal for me 100% any Olympian who lives in the Midwest is going to play for the Whitecaps if they want to have if they want to continue playing in the USA program because if Rob continues to be the head coach of the U.S. national team, which we haven't heard anything that would suggest otherwise, um, although, you know, that could change on a dime, as evidenced by Stauber's hiring, basically completely blindsiding last year, you would you would continue then to get coached by the coach you would play for for the USA team in this, a similar system, so you wouldn't be going into USA camps, like, completely, like, like having to get used to that system again for like I don't think we see if if Duggan and Decker and and the player and Bellamy come back I don't think we see them move to Minnesota to play for him necessarily but I think that's more of a location thing and less of a we Mm -hmm. hate Rob thing yeah that was just my like secondary thoughts behind it it's you know because initially I was with you like that locks in the Olympian. Well, not necessarily locks in, but that's like a huge draw for the Olympians. But I don't know. I really, really, really want to know, like actually know, not just hear like a, a media answer, what the players thought of Rob during the Olympics. Because talking to Kelly Stack, um, she had a quote where she, and I mean, obviously she's not on the team, but she had a quote where she goes, uh, she said that the team won in spite of, Rob Stauber coaching, not because of it. And I wonder if that's his... I mean, she's obviously going to have very strong feelings about it because she wasn't on the team, because she was cut from centralization. But it makes me wonder if other players had similar thoughts, especially with the late um, players getting added, the younger players getting added, mm-hmm. and veterans like Megan Bozek and uh, Alex Carpenter getting cut. Mm-hmm. I just... It's very, very interesting to me to see. Mm. I mean, it also, like, in the same mind, like, it doesn't exactly surprise me because of his history with the program, because he has has been the head coach before, but it also, like... It's... it's I mean, it's still surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Siobhan has coaching experience, though, too, prior. She's coached uh, as an assistant at the college level for several Mm -hmm. years. She's been at um, RIT... Elite Prospects has her listed at the University of Niagara, too, although that wasn't listed in the Pioneer Press article. But she was listed as an assistant coach there. And also, apparently, she's coached in Japan at a university there, which is Hmm. super cool. Like, I'd love to talk to her about her time there. Definitely. Um, And I'm also interested as to what this, like, co-coaching thing means. Because it doesn't – it's it's careful to – or maybe not careful to know, but it – they're listed as co-coaches, not head coach and assistant coach, um, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Yeah, I was a little surprised at that. Because, like, what does that mean? 
I, 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 however they want to divide the duties up, I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. The, so the Pioneer Press article that breaks it is kind of a Q&A. And it says, it, one of the questions is, who is the final say with the Whitecaps, you or Siobhan? Uh, and his answer is, we had a great dialogue a few years ago. That's probably how it will go. We shared a lot of duties in trying to get the team together. We are looking forward to having some success and putting a competitive team on the ice. The thing was, is when we looked at the um, score sheet from the Whitecaps Riveters exhibition game in 2015 last week when we found out that Rob had coached that team as well. Rob's listed as the head coach and Javon is listed as an assistant with Jack. So when they coached that team, he was listed as the head coach. So I don't know if they if that was just a title and they like list and they split up the duties the same way they're planning on doing it now. But at least yeah. in in name, it's uh, it's both of them, which I like. Like we already don't have. I'm trying to think. Buffalo is a male head coach. Mm-hmm. The Ribs were a male head coach until Chad is no longer with the team, so we don't. They're they're still up in the air. Uh, Boston's a male head coach and Connecticut. Yep, Ryan Equale. Yep. So, as of now, Siobhan is the only woman who's in a position of a head coaching role, even if it is a co-head coach. Um, Another interesting question and answer from that Pioneer Press article is, do you have final say over personnel and effectively be coach (laughs) and GM? And his answer is that's still up in the air. Uh, I think that Jack Broat is putting up a fight with this because yeah. if he talked, if he's the one who told ESPN that he was going to be the head coach, and then a week later they're like, "Surprise! It's Rob Stauber and his wife Siobhan. and Jack's like, "Hmm, all right, okay." I'm guessing he's probably pulling real hard to stay as the GM. Yeah, and like in the NWHL, we don't have GMs in the typical sense, mm-hmm. right? To partially because women's hockey is so dependent on location that it makes in my mind it makes the role of the gm a little complicated you know what i mean yeah yeah because it's not like you can like trade players like an nhl gm yeah and i think also it helps to like this is this is kind of different because well i guess it's not because Chad has been the had been the head coach and the GM, mm-hmm. um, and so he was then able to like pursue players and try and recruit players to play the system that he wanted to coach, which after three seasons really worked out for him. So yeah. if Jack is an assistant coach and then is also plays a, a heavier role in scouting and trying to recruit players, college players that he probably knows really well. From playing all the exhibition games that they play against uh, Minnesota area teams, and that's probably the players that they're going to be recruiting. That could be to their benefit if he stays as the GM. Definitely, I don't think that's something we've ever talked about. Is that the the Whitecaps have such a recruiting advantage? They're gonna they're gonna be so good. They're gonna especially now with the Stobbers as a coach, coaches. Yeah. And like like you said, with all of the exhibition games they play like it gives them so much recruiting exposure mm-hmm. everyone that that's so yeah all the all the players in minnesota know who the whitecaps are and have probably played them and have probably met jack and whoever the coaches were at the time 
um, all in all, this Pioneer Press article doesn't really say anything. It basically, it basically announces that they're the coaches and that Jack's staying on. And Rob, Rob's very short in this interview, which, like, some is not necessarily how I've experienced him during interviews. He'll sometimes like to, to talk and sometimes he won't say anything. But, like, he'll he'll talk for a long time to try and get to his point. These answers are very short. Very, They're hilariously short. Yeah, it's great. Where um, will you play? That hasn't been determined. <laughs> what are the options? I don't know all the options. The wild practice facility is one, but I don't know the others. I wonder how much Rob knows about the NWHL. You know? Well, I feel like he has to be at least aware of it because like what nine players on the gold medal right. team came out of the nwhl so like he's definitely aware of it but i wonder yeah how much he like knows like i feel like yeah i feel like he has to know about it because like because of some of his players but like is he what has he watched any games like has he does he know like who the other coaches are like does he know like like what what's what's his guy what's his baseline here what are we what are we talking about oh my favorite line in the interview is um what what is the advantage to coaching a team you've coached before and he, part of his answer is we prefer winning <laughs> like no shit sure i do too rob <laughs> same these are so expectations. We'll likely end up with similar players. We'll be competitive. We prefer winning. He's gonna get all of his Minnesota Midwest players back. If you don't think he's gonna be on the phone calling his USA players, being you wanna come play with me, you wanna come play for the World Championships, hmm. Yeah, I mean that does have that little bit of um, not guilt trip, but like. Hey, you want to play at Worlds? Well, hey, you should probably come play in Minnesota right now so we can train. Hey, you want to win another gold? Hey, come play in Minnesota right now. Like, if the Boston players had, like, a reason, like, they, some of them train in there, and for a while that was, like, most of their, like, headquarters. That was a base. There is now, effectively, another base for Midwest mm-hmm. players in Minnesota. So if you don't want to live on the East Coast... We've got one. It's in Minnesota. And while you're here, you might as well play with the Whitecaps and work with your coach and work with your other players. This is all also assuming that um, Stauber is back as coach. Based, you know, you know, Michelle, I would really like it if he wasn't, but I don't think that's going to happen. Although, that's kind of that's kind of a good transition to something else we wanted to talk about this week which is that the u18 uh head coaches were announced and uh there was another familiar name on that coaching roster also full disclosure i definitely thought when they made that announcement it was for the national team not the u18s and i lost my mind i know the way you reacted i was like (laughs) "Mm, why is she freaking out for like so the head coaches so first i thought that rob stopper was out and so then i was losing my mind about that and then i thought because one of the assistants is brianna decker so then i thought that brianna was done playing so then i was freaking out about that and then i read the tweet again and realized that it was not the national team it was the u18s and i was like okay let's take a step back let's take a deep breath and try this again yeah uh but still it's it's big doings mm-hmm big doings um i actually really like this staff i like it a lot yeah i'm into it it's 
Um, all three are in their first like time in their position because the head coach, uh, Moore Crowell, this is the first time of, as her. This is her first time as the national team head coach mm-hmm. uh, for U18s. Decker, obviously, it's her first time, and uh, Josh Skiba is the other assistant coach, and it's his first time uh, as a coaching staff of the U18. Though he's been involved with USAH for like ten years. But that's the thing. Like each, it's like it's it's interesting because. Each coach is, like, new, quote-unquote, in the sense that they haven't actually held their role before. Like, it's Mara's first time as a Team USA head coach. It's Brianna and Josh's first times as, like, assistant coaches for a, a USA, even a development team. But, like, all of them have experience with USA hockey and, like, significant mm-hmm. experience. Like, Brianna has played for them. Uh, Josh has coached at development camps for, like, 10 years. Mara's been an assistant coach at the U18 level for a couple years and I'm sure has worked at other camps as well. Like, so they mm-hmm. have significant experience but it's kind of a weird dynamic because they also are like new to their roles yeah i think it's a really great like staff for decker to be surrounded by Mm -hmm. because both josh and maura have extensive college coaching experience um i think maura's been a coach since like oh three and some been a college coach in some capacity since 2003 from like Connecticut College, GMS Boston, Harvard, and now she's at UMass. Um, not U- UMass. UMD. Yeah, UMD. Um, and Josh is currently the head coach of Union and also has like a pretty extensive coaching career as well. Um, so for a first time, I mean, Decker's coached, the press release about it said Decker's coached like. Yeah, but like. I really like this staff, Mar- because Mara's excellent, and again, woman as a head coach, I am here for it. Like, yes. let's go. Um, and Mara is really good. Like, UMD has been, um, they were a very good team this year, uh-huh. um, especially in, like, a, a very difficult WCHA conference. Um, she's done a really good job with that team. Um, Josh, uh, Nicole Haas Hayes was tweeting about how, I think, He's probably the name that most people will overlook on that roster when you have, like, you know, Mara is, I think, a little bit more well-known at UMD. Brianna, obviously, has played for the program, and so a lot of people know her name. But Josh has done a good job, too, with the union team, Um, and he's been an assistant coach with... um, Niagara. Yeah. And he did some good stuff. And Colgate, too. That's what I'm thinking. He was an assistant at Colgate. And, like, obviously, like, based on... He wasn't with them this season, but, like, they have they did extremely well this season, and that's been a process over the last few mm-hmm. years, has been growing the team to that point. So he had a hand in that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great, great place for Decker to kind of develop as a coach. Um, and don't worry, Hannah. She's still <laughs> remaining an active player with the program. So, I, like, don't freak out quite yet. I read that because that was my first thought was that she was retiring and, like, she is – at the top of her game. Like, she has yeah. no reason to retire. I, I talked to Reagan um, a little bit about this this past week um, and asked um, if Brianna had approached her about coaching or if they had asked Brianna. And she didn't really answer the question, um, but she said that the, there are a few players uh, in their active player pool who have expressed, like, interest in coaching. So... Brianna's not the only one who we might maybe see in a coaching role down the line. And, like, she's worked already as, like, a, a coach at, like, development camps. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just not in a formal role. So, like, maybe we see her continue. Maybe we see players like Duggan or Bellamy, um, like, pop in as, as coaches down the road. But Well, um, Duggan already has coaching experience. Right, at, at the collegiate um, level. Yeah. She was at Clarkson. What? Oh, my God. I feel that's as an assistant. Holy shit. She was at Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, Megan Duggan was the assistant head coach at Clarkson University. Um, Does she have a ring? Was that the year they won? It was a very quiet no. I oh I said oh I said I don't know. Oh. Um what year was she coach? Uh, I don't know. It's really not telling me. She was 14, 15, 15, 16. I think she does have a ring then. I'm pretty they won in 2016, right? Nope. Oh no. <laughs> Why is looking the shit up so hard? No, she was right in between. If she coached you said 15, 16. What years? 14, 15, 15, 16. Yeah, those were the two years they didn't win a, a no. championship. She made it to the Frozen Four in 2016. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Megan. What was I going to say? Megan, were you talking about Clarkson? Oh, yeah, Megan Duggan, Clarkson coaching. Oh, because that's why Duggan was playing in Buffalo for the first season mm-hmm. of the um, – NWHL is because she was coaching up there. I totally blinked out on the name of the league. <laughs> you Jesus. paused, and then I kept getting longer and longer, and I was like, NWHL? Yeah, that thing. That uh. league. Um, uh, it's interesting to see, like, the post-playing coaching careers, or even, like, during playing coaching careers of the players, because um, we see a lot of, at least on the Pride, a lot of the Pride players coach um either like um what do they call I don't know what they call them out here prep school teams they're not like high school teams but they're like high school age teams I really don't understand high school hockey out here still (laughs) I had someone explained it to me once and I just kind of still don't quite understand it um well I guess like I like juniors right basically except yeah but they're like high high school school. age right so like elite prep teams I guess yeah Like, like a travel team do they yeah, have tra- I think they're like tra- they- I think they're like all star travel teams. Yeah, we have um, those in the Midwest. Do they have those in the East Coast? I found out I today know. the people on the East Coast can't get their permit until they're sixteen, or Massachusetts, anyways. And I'm like, I what? got my. You could. I'm like, people turn sixteen in the Midwest, and they went and got their licenses like, like that day. Yeah, like that. That's what you did on your sixteenth birthday. You went. and You got your driver's license. Didn't matter if you had school or not. You just went. Right. Like and. At- I found out today that, like, everyone in my office is like, nah, that's when you get your permit. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> what? Anyways. Um, that's so weird. Anyway, because, um, like, a lot of the Pride players coach, I guess, elite prep teams, mm-hmm. um, which I think is in, an interesting path to see these women progressing through. Yeah, because I think we see a lot of um, – NWHL players in general, like not just necessarily pride teams, like they coach too. Yeah. Um, and so then it, it makes sense too that they're coaching like girls teams because we then uh, we kind of see like some of these players that they're coaching then have the potential to eventually join the league when they get yeah. old enough. Definitely. Um, 
We could mention that Worlds, where Worlds is. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did find out where Worlds is going to be, because we knew that it was going to be in Finland. Yes. Uh, but it's going to be in Espoo? I have no idea. There's two O's, <laughs> and a P, and an S, and an E. Espoo. Yeah. Espoo? That would make more sense than Espa, or Espo, which initially I thought it was. Well, there's two There's two O's, so it makes the O the sound. Ooh, Espoo. So one other thing, kind of really quickly before we move on to mailbag, because we did get some good questions that I want to address. Yeah. Um, uh, we might see, because it's, it's interesting, Michelle, because we've talked about this on the podcast before, how we just want, like, a global women's hockey tournament, yes. like, of all the teams and all the leagues, just in one place doing a one giant tournament. Like, we're, we might, we're not going to get the whole tournament, but, like, we might get to see some cross-league play. Um, Danny, are you listening to us? Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> um, there Probably was a, not. There was a report from SVT Sport in Sweden. So this is a report. This is not, like, official, but it's a report that the NWHL's Metropolitan Riveters and the SDHL's uh, Lulia Hockey Club are in talks to potentially do a um, an exhibition series. Um, I believe Lulia called it a champion series. Right, because the Ribs won in the NWHL and Lulia won in the SDHL. So it would be the two best teams in each league coming together for an epic battle. Basically, what we've been talking about could potentially be a CWHL-NWHL thing. And the end of's like, okay, the CW doesn't want to do anything, I guess, so we're going to go to Sweden. This is fine. Off we go! <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious, but also badass, because I know. this is, like, the first time that the NWHL will have partnered. It's the first time, first of all, this report says it would be in Sweden. So it's the first yes. time that the NWHL is leaving the United States. They haven't played a game in Canada, and they've had teams come and play them in the U.S., but they haven't actually gone to another country. No, they country. went to Japan. No, that was a C-dub. No, the Riveters went to Japan. Oh, shit, never mind. I take it back. You're right. I forgot. Are you? When did? Yeah, they... I'm looking. They went in sixteen. Man, I forgot about that. I'm thinking exhibition games, but you're right. Okay, it's the first time the NWHL will have gone to Sweden. <laughs> oh my God, this picture is so funny. One, you... they're holding a picture of Taylor Holes' jersey, so I guess she's not there. Danny's in the picture. Some dude I've literally oh, never yeah. seen before. And I re- Savannah. I remember why I forgot about that. Because they literally did zero press about it. There were, like, yeah. no tweets. There was, like, there was nothing about it. I think because Team Japan won the series. And they didn't want to publicize that they got beaten by... That was when the rivers were really bad. Uh, interesting, though, to note, too, in this article that Meredith Foster wrote... Uh, the Whitecaps went to the SDHL to play last year, an exhibition series, and so now they're in the NWHL. So, yes, um, I, th- I was trying to see how many Swedish players they had on their team at the time. At the time, but the Ribs? Did they have any? No, 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 no. no the um, oh, the, the Whitecaps. Whitecaps. Um, here's how it came about: is that um, a mini a Minnesota native, Delaney Middlebrook played on the SDHL championship team. Not even going to try to pronounce it. 
starts with a D, and then there's a J, a U, an R, a G, an A with a circle. Yeah, that one. Um, So Minnesota native Delaney Middlebrook played on Desjardins, um, which is an SDHL team. And she was coached by several Whitecaps for years. Um, And her dad regularly takes teams to Europe and used his Swedish connections to set set it up. Women's hockey is such a small world. I know. Like, whenever stuff like this happens, it's because somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who has a plane who knows somebody who coaches in a different league and, like... Right. So... This would be, it would be very cool. We're basically, like, trying to figure out... If this if this happens, we want to go to Sweden and watch it, Obvi. Obviously. Um. Um, the SDHL acknowledged to SVT that talks were underway, but the NWHL declined comment when contacted by uh, Meredith for the Ice Garden, hmm. which is interesting. <laughs> um, and this, this report came out, like literally the day after the Minnesota announcement right. was made yeah. official. Um, but still, pretty cool. Which, again, just Ooh. begs the question, like, who's paying for the flights? Who's paying for yeah. the hotels? Because the, the Riveters would be going to Sweden. The Lulia wouldn't be coming here. So, like, how are they affording Who's it? paying for our hotel? We don't We don't what? know. Yeah, right. <laughs> who's paying for us to go? Who's buying our plane tickets? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, but but again, it's like talks are underway. So nothing's set in stone yet. Which would be pretty cool, and I think it like really lends itself to this grow the game thing that have that's been, or this grow the game attitude that's been swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm been all growing. for it. Ayo, I got what you're saying. <laughs> I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Good. I I tried to make it really obvious. Yeah. Oh, it was. Do we just want to jump into mailbag? Because we did get quite a few questions about Rob that could take up some yeah, time. Yeah, let's just go straight. Let's go straight to the mailbag. I, I'm gonna. Here's eat. the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna wail. Mail. <laughs> These questions are beautiful. I'm, I, I love know. them so much. They're so good. Uh, I just want to shout out Jen Silber before we like start with some of the questions. How drunk are you both going to need to be before you even start talking about it? This I is know. probably the most sober I've been for an episode because this beer is only 5.9% alcohol content. Um, but I feel like yeah. I, I didn't really even need a lot of alcohol to get worked up about talking about Rob. Yeah. I feel like I was very hype about it on the train and I actually like almost called you. I wish and was you like had. start recording. But <laughs> I was on the train and it was like there were really weird conversations going on around me, and I didn't feel like people needed to n- listen to me freak out as well as listening to the couple next to me argue about uh, their finances and the couple next to them argue about if they wanted to have a baby. Oh geez. Yeah, there's a the lot. That's a train lot. was apparently v deep today. That's a lot happening. Yeah, yeah, it was not an enjoyable train ride. Um, and then I almost called you on the way home, like on my walk, but because it was raining and I was running late and all of this, I got picked up instead of walking home. That's, that's probably good, though. It was also raining and cold, and I didn't realize it was going to be rainy and cold, so I didn't wear a coat. Same. 
it rained here also. I didn't wear a coat. And they're doing construction on our parking garage, so I had to walk in the rain because the overhang that I would normally just run under was blocked off. Oh, uh, really, really killing it. We're a mess. <laughs> Hashtag grown-ups. We're trying. We got one from uh, Adriana Hooper. Uh, at Adriana Hooper on Twitter. Adriana Hoop on Twitter. Um, who says, I'll be honest, I wasn't a big fan of his Olympics coaching decisions or tactics, so I'm a bit skeptical here. He says he wants to kind of model the team off of the Olympic play in the article. Thoughts? Um, I, I liked... I think the concept of what Rob wanted to do with the Olympic team, I wasn't a huge fan of how he executed it. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. think some of the personnel that he picked was necessarily right, and I also don't think, especially in the gold medal game, how he deployed some of his personnel was the smartest move. But he's going to have some similar players, but some different ones. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see how that works it's gonna because it's gonna be a different roster mm-hmm. I, I liked i liked conceptually where rob was going with his olympic team but i didn't like how it was executed i agree um and i think with you saying like he'll have different players available to him <clears throat> kind of going back to what we were talking about with will he or jack be the one kind of in charge of um recruiting for lack of a better word or like mm-hmm. finding players i think that'll be really interesting to see when he kind of has full if he has full control over who he wants um are we gonna see players younger players that may fit his ideals a little more he can't he can't recruit sydney morin she will be in college yeah, you're going to be happy about unless that. Unless he eh? pulls her out of college, unless he goes, we picked Sydney Morin on our team. She's taking a year off college to come play for the Whitecaps because I said so. And then I will actually lose my mind and and fly to Minnesota and be like, Rob, what are you doing? Please stop. Um, Rob, Rob, we need to talk. We need to have a conversation. We needed to have this conversation for a few months now, but this is the, this is the breaking point, Rob. Um... So I think that'll be kind of interesting to see, for me at least, is if Rob has full control over who he picks or who plays with him, for him, what kind of player does he really target? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see what their roster is just in general. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested too because, like, like we always talk about, it's – and I know we harp on this a lot, but it's so location-based. Mm-hmm. And that's such an, a different thing uh, that I I just think it, it changes the dynamic so much. But I don't think they're going to have any issues finding like players, good players, to play for them. I think it's going oh, to be a matter of who do they end up signing. Yeah. And what does that team end up looking like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got one from... Um, Steph at Rennie Mindstrom on Twitter. Uh, interesting that Siobhan and Rob were both goalies. Do you think this helps or hinders coaching forwards in D? Also, is there potential for him to be outcoached by any of the current or former NWHL coaches? I like the second part. I like this question, but I especially like the second part of it. Um, yeah. 
Do I think it hinders him coaching forwards in D? Do we think it hinders him coaching forwards in D? Um, I feel like that's... For me, at least, it'll depend on his assistant coaches. Well, it's going to be... Well, Siobhan's head, co-head coaching, and then Jack's going to yeah. be an assistant. So I guess if he hires anyone else. I don't know. For some reason, they just... I don't know if... I, I, guess, that's, I guess my answer is I don't know. I mean, Rob's got experience as the head coach of the U.S. national team, so he's been used to, like, coaching a a staff. A staff. What am I saying? A <laughs> roster. Like, he's not he's not just a goalie coach anymore. He's been in that head yeah. coach role. And so has Siobhan, even though she's been an assistant coach. Coach. coach words. Hannah. Um, so she's probably got experience coaching, like, forwards or D or goalies. Like, we don't know specifically what her role was as an assistant in college, but, like, she's not a goalie-exclusive coach as far mm-hmm. as we know. So, and Jack has been the head coach at the Whitecaps, too. So, like, I think between the three of them, they've got enough experience. I'm sure that, yeah, again, and Rob was a goalie. He probably likes working with the goalies, um, and he's done that before. He's been a goalie coach in the past. I don't think it hurts the forwards, especially if we're going to see probably some pretty high-end forwards from USA or right out of college. I think the bigger question for me is that, like, Rob seems to be extremely used to coaching. Okay. I want to look at his – what's his coaching background? I don't – I don't I hate know. that he has two Bs in his name. <laughs> like, Rob. Did, like, Bob. And he was a goalie coach with USA before he was a head coach for a few years. Yeah, and but he was a goalie what... coach with Minnesota's what? men's team. With the men's team? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting that he didn't okay. get the Minnesota men's job. But that really helps my point then. <laughs> so for me, like, what's interesting about this, about Stauber, this question and Stauber as the head coach of the Whitecaps in general, is that, yes, he's had to coach a, a, a team, the national team and put together those systems. But... I feel like coaching the national team is so different from coaching a professional team or even a college team in that it's not a team of elites. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how Rob does coaching like fresh out of college kids or maybe players that have been in the NWHL for a year or two already who aren't like national team caliber who may not need the same type of coaching. And granted, I have no idea how to be a coach and I have no idea how coaching works, (laughs) but in my mind, coaching the national team is an extremely different thing than coaching a college team. Definitely. I think, I think with the college team, you're, you're also kind of teaching like, yes, you're, you're players. If you, if you're, if you're playing at the college level, obviously you are talented enough to play at that level. You have learned a lot. You are very experienced based on your development, but like you're still developing as a player. Mm-hmm. You're still being taught systems and how to play and you're learning how to play at the high level. If you're on the U S national team, you are the best in the country at what you do. Yes. And you have, that is what I was trying to get at. Yeah. I think you're Thanks right. Thanks for picking up what I was putting down. No problem. We're on the same. We got this. I got you. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more of a teaching thing than a 
it, it's less of a teaching thing within um, national team and more of a coaching. Right, which is why, especially if like most of these players on the Whitecaps are going to be national team players, I'm not super concerned that they're both goalies because these are players that I think will probably need minimal coaching. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to depend on who else they have on their roster. Maybe if they're right out of college, maybe we would rather have somebody who's a little more familiar with coaching a forwards role. But again, Rob has done this before. Siobhan's been an assistant before. Jack's been a head coach and an assistant coach before. Like I'm not super concerned. Mm-mm. I like the second part of this question a lot. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> Can you repeat the second part of the question? Just refresh my memory. I just remember really liking it, but I want to know the exact wording. Uh, the exact wording is, is there potential for him uh, or I guess this is for Rob specifically uh, to be out coached by any of the current or former NWHL coaches yes wait say it again I got distracted by a picture of a squirrel I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there potential for Rob to be out coached by any current or former NWHL coaches yes yep for sure and I partially think it's Going back to what we were talking about with where is it the difference in coaching a national team and coaching a pro team that's relatively young, that skews relatively younger generally. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, the Olympics are a very short two week tournament. I feel like your coaching strategy just has to be different when you're playing. Some, some number of games I tried to count how many games they played and literally could not but when they're used to when you're used to coaching small short tournaments it becomes more of in my mind a sprint than a full season marathon mm-hmm. and so that's got to be a totally different coaching mindset as well yeah definitely and I think the coaches who are in the NWHL already and have who have been there for a while, like um, Craig Mooney, Rick Sealing, um, like if Ryan Escale, Esquale, Equale, returns, um, if the Pride's coach returns, um, not Bobby J, who's the new guy? Thomas Poek. Thomas Poek, uh, return. Like they'll have had a year to like scout everybody and kind of see mm-hmm. how everyone plays and what the systems are and whatever. So he is kind of coming in here knowing how members of his team might play, but not how the other teams play. And again, this goes back to how much does he know about the NWHL? If it's not a lot, that's not going to help him. Oh, yeah. And it also plays to that idea that, like, you're playing one game, and you also, but you also have to factor in, like, the idea that you're traveling a lot Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. It's not like where in the, like, um, in Worlds or in the Olympics, your travel is at the beginning and at the end. It's not between games, and you don't have a lot of rest time in between games. Here, you have to contend with players having other outside commitments. And because, you know, like, God forbid we pay women to play hockey at full-time salaries. Yeah, so that this um, could be the only job they have. And I th- it just, I definitely, it's a coaching adjustment for him, and I would, I definitely see him getting out-coached. Mm-hmm. But again... <laughs> He got out coached at the Olympics, so like this isn't new. Yeah. Although, well, I I don't know. I don't know that he got out coached because I don't think Canada was super happy with how their coaching went either, but like Yeah. He he but he said the bar low, you know. Yeah. Whoa. 
What? That tweet about Stauber is gone. What tweet about Stauber? That he was the head. That he's the head coach. What? Yeah, the Pioneer Press pulled that tweet. What? But the article is still up, and the league has no tweets about it. I'm trying to find it so I can. And the Whitecaps have unquote tweeted, <gasps> unretweeted everything. What? Welcome to this live episode where. Shit's getting real. Again. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this is happening right now. What? (laughs) Oh my god. Why is this happening? I can't. What the hell? Are you sure the article's still up? Yeah, I have it. I just clicked through to it. Why did they take the tweets down? Everybody did. Yeah, like... Minnesota even unquote tweeted, unretweeted people. Cause yeah, cause they were retweeting everybody. They retweet, yeah, it's out there. Yeah, it's too late. The article's still up. What are what's wrong with the tweets? Welcome to our live podcast while we're on Twitter. <laughs> this is pretty, but it's pretty much every week we do this. I know. What other questions do we want to do? Uh, Matt Smitha says uh, at Drake Smitha twelve on Twitter. Does this change your outlook on how formidable the Whitecaps will be, particularly given the national team roster relative to the time is now tour results? Or will the likely Minnesota heavy roster cover coaching gaps? I mean, it's not going to be Team USA, and it's not gonna, they're not going to be playing Team Canada. So it's going to be a little different. I think, I think just from a player perspective, they're going to be fine. I think you could put literally, I think we could coach. And they would still, like, roll over the league. We'd be like, just go. Go skate. Do the hockey. And they'd be like, okay. And they'd win every game. Yeah. Like, it's it's not Team USA, and this isn't the Time Is Now Tour, and they're not playing yeah. Team Canada. So the only thing that we still kind of have in common is, like, a few of the players will, from that team will probably be on the roster, and Rob Stauber will still be one of the coaches. But, like, the rest of the roster is going to be different, and they're going to be, I think, more importantly, they're going to be playing different competition on a different yeah. kind of schedule. And I think the different kind of competition and the different kind of schedule is where it's most interesting. Yeah, I think that's going to impact. Like, Rob Rob's track record as a coach isn't great with Team USA. Maybe that might be different with the Whitecaps, just because of well, we're going to have different personnel, and it's going to it's 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 I can't believe I'm saying this. It's kind of a chance for him to have a new a clean slate. He can kind of like take whatever happened during the gold medal game, whatever ridiculousness that was, and show that, I don't know, I don't know if it was a fluke or if he's learned from his mistakes, Rob, or like, what, or maybe his wife, maybe Shauna, Shania will be like, listen, we're not doing that shit that you pulled in the gold medal game. Not anymore. No, no, no. He's like, okay, sure. One thing that's super interesting to me about Rob is that he kind of went from being a college player to like a professional player, a college goalie coach, and then I mean like he's been with the national team since twenty ten. As a goalie coach, like as an assistant. And was the assistant coach in Sochi, but then all of a sudden it was like, Oh hey. Like, I st- I still don't understand how he got the job. It was basic. It basically came yeah. out of nowhere. Nobody saw it coming. Rob, Bubba, 
Rababa. <laughs> well, uh, I decided I'm going to say his name. Rababa. Rababa. Interview him and say that. Hey, Rababa. Hey, Rababa. Why do you have two B's in your name? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question I'll lead with. He'll be hey, like, Rob- next, next question. <laughs> Rababa, why are there two B's in your name? And he'll just be like, he'll just be like, that's still up in the air. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> hey, Rababa. Do you prefer going by Rob? Rababa? That's still Rob. up in the air. That, has, that hasn't been determined. What was the thing? What was the thing that he said? Uh, we didn't. Why? Why do you have two bees in your name? Well, you know, you gotta look at the whole picture. <laughs> the whole picture. <laughs> it just adds another letter to my name. That's the whole picture. Oh my god! Oh man, I'm dying. <laughs> and it gives me three bees in my name. Why doesn't he have two like, bees in Stauber? If you got you got two bees in Rob, why don't you just have two bees in Stauber? Make it even. Rababa Stauber. <laughs> did you watch um? Did you ever watch um um um? Oh balls, what's it called? It was on. Oh balls, what's it called? No, no. Oh shit! It's it's like the ubby wubby language. You know. Teletubbies. No. Oh my god! What was it? It was on like Channel Eleven. I I don't think the channels in. Cowtown, Illinois were the same for you and me. You take that Cowtown, Illinois <laughs> reference back right now, Michelle J. <laughs> Miss, I lived a little bit closer to Chicago, so it's a suburb. <laughs> I lived a lot closer. You lived further north, but you were more west than me. How long did it take you to get to Chicago? By car or by train? By car. By car, like 25, 30 minutes, depending on what part of Chicago you were. If you were going like all the way downtown, if you were going to Chinatown where my grandfather lived like 20 minutes max okay fine (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Cowtown Illinois fight me (laughs) it's just funny because it gets you so worked up yes there are cornfields down the street from my house that does not mean we are Cowtown Illinois are there cows I mean probably how many cows what's the cow per person capita Capita. Capita. I didn't count. That wasn't something that I really spent my time focusing on. The cow per person per capita. I think that's gonna need to That's not (laughs) No, I refuse. You can go count the cows. (laughs) Okay, I'll come to Cowtown, Illinois and count the cows. You can sleep with the cows in the cornfield if you keep calling it that. I'll give you a sleeping bag. You can walk down the street, and there's a nice mm. cornfield that you can sit in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. What were we talking about? I have no idea. I don't either. Uh, I think we maybe need to wrap this up. Yeah. Let's uh, wrap this baby up. Let's wrap it up. Put this, a bow on it. This is an interesting one. What kind of bow? Mm, I kind of like the ones that have like the pre-made ones that have the sticky on the bottom that you just like. That's that's rookies. It's a rookie thing. My mom can make excellent bows by herself. I'm sure your mom can. She seems like well now the Pioneer Press has a tweet about it. So, what? Um, your mom definitely seems like that kind of person. She's a teacher, so yeah, it's very that's very much her her brand. It's on brand for uh, 
for Mama Beavis. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening to Top Shelf. Uh, we're on Patreon. If you are not already a supporter, um, we anything that you can give to help would be appreciated. Uh, we have different tiers with different rewards um, for different levels of donations. If you are already a donor, thank you. Uh, thank it's you. The, the Ice Garden Podcast Network on Patreon. Uh, the other podcast on our network is the Founding Four Podcast with Mike Murphy and Erica Ayala, an NWHL podcast. It's phenomenal. You should listen to it. Um, also, if you don't, so if you can't afford to support us on Patreon, that's fine. Um, if you could leave us a review, fine. if you leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you have, that also really helps. Or spread the word, tweet about it, like anything to just like boost. Give us a little, give us a little shout out. Give us a little, a uh, positive review. Little stick taps. Little stick taps. Give us some little stick taps. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, if you want your question answered on the show. Tweet it at Michelle and I and use the hashtag Top Shelf Mailbag and we might answer it on a future show. We try and stockpile them so we can go back if we haven't answered it. If you don't hear it answered on a certain episode, we might be saving it for a different one. Um, yeah, so keep listening. Sorry, mm-hmm. that was very aggressive. <laughs> it was a little aggressive. If you don't, <laughs> um, we didn't okay. do it today, but we also do uh, start bench cuts. If you tweet us three players, we'll pick who to start and who to bench, who to cut. Uh, also, uh, direct message us or tweet at us or email or whatever or send us on Tumblr. I don't know. Stump Hannah questions for... Um, Just message me. Yeah, it's mostly Michelle who gets them. If you want to message me, that would be also great. But, you know, it's mostly a Michelle thing at this point. I've accepted that. I'm, <laughs> I've gone through the five stages of grief. It's fine. Um... um Anything else? We want, if you're listening, take a picture and use the hashtag Top Shelfie because we want to see your selfies. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Wow, that is an out-of-focus picture. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks for listening Bye. to our live React podcast, basically. Pretty as much. Shit was happening. Everything, this is going to be really interesting to edit. I don't know how I'm gonna, what I'm going to include and what I'm going to cut. It's going to be a fun one. Well, there's a good chunk in the middle where we just kind of went off the rails. Which, like, pretty much happens every week, but... I know. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. The ice card is Are you doing the Mario theme? I am. Yeah. If we go any farther, we're going to have to pay royalties on that. <laughs>